Welcome to the Haunted Hangover Podcast. I'm Louie, and I'm joined by... Manny. And we've also got a special guest joining us here. Aiden P. Finnegan, the co-owner and advertising director for Dark Knight Halloween World. Welcome to the show, Aiden. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, we were just talking shit because uh, I was worried I would fuck your name up off air. <laughs> well, it, it's okay. You know, most people can't pronounce Flanagan. <laughs> Is it Flanagan or Finnegan? <laughs> where, where? See, you see, man, you, you, you're throwing, you're throwing me, you're throwing me for a loop, man. I, I just can't, you know. Curveballs, 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 curveballs everywhere. I mean, truly, who am I? Who are you? Who are any of us? Aren't are, are, you know? Isn't the whole theory that we're just like you know the same consciousness peering in at different viewpoints? I could have sworn we were just like in the Matrix, man. I, mean, I thought that was like the big thing, right, Manny? I think you. you... <laughs> look, man, I've been I've been reading Asimov all week. I mean, if this is the this is the world we want to go down right now, let's do it. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm here for it. I, I'm all about Matrix reference Matrix references. Now that I found out that Joe Dante made a Matrix movie like a year ago, and I somehow completely missed it. So wait, what? Joe Dante directed a Matrix movie. I, I was watching Red Letter Media, and I don't know if the whole thing was a really well-done joke, but I think, I, I don't know, according to one of their episodes, and it's like a two-hour-long episode, it's called Matrix Resurrections, and it basically compares uh, the whole film to Gremlins 2, and the amount of parallels there are is just insane. That sounds right, I'm amazing. Just gonna, I'm just going to sign off and go watch that right now. <laughs> you got this, right? I got this. You, you can go, man. This. Don't worry about it. That does sound amazing. I'm going to have to... Uh... Look that up. I did not know that existed. Wow. It's yeah. apparently a super meta Matrix movie and only the way that Joe Dante can do. Yeah. Joe Dante is the man. So oh, matinee. I, I'm sure I'm sure that's a, an interesting, I guess, documentary, right? It's a documentary kind of comparing the two films, like you said. So No, no, it's an actual that. reboot that recognizes a, that it's a reboot. Gotcha. Really? Yeah. Watch Aiden is just full of shit and just fucking yanking our chains right now. It's not a real movie. That would be amazing, too. What <laughs> is real? Ex- ex- there you go. See? So. See? <laughs> you know what is real? Haunted Spoon? attractions. No. Yeah, so, <laughs> man, you're going a different direction there, buddy. <laughs> talking the Matrix. <laughs> we're talking. We're moving away from the Matrix. We're talking no. about haunted attractions. It means you're so, going in a different direction. <laughs> I'm going. Oh me, the, the host of the show is going steering in a this direction. car away. <laughs> exactly. Now, Dark Knight Halloween World. Can you tell the listeners what it is exactly? It's not. It's not your typical haunt, to my knowledge, because guilty. I have never been. What is it? So Dark Knight Halloween World is the brainchild of uh, a couple of haunted attraction. Uh, not, 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 not even enthusiasts. Cause all of us have uh, been in the industry for a while. Uh, we have Marty Araminsky and myself, uh, as well as our former partner. Uh, you might have known him at some point. Uh, his name was Will. Uh, we got rid of him and we replaced him with a new partner this year. But, uh, you know, we were trying to take a look at the state of the haunted attraction industry and turn the clocks back. Uh, we all love retro haunted houses. We all love retro vintage Halloween. And we all love, you know, those 80s horror movies, uh, 90s horror movies, B-movies, you name it. Uh, and we decided to kind of throw it all together and do something that's not just on a massive scale and is one of the most worthwhile haunts on Long Island in the tri-state area that's worth the ticket price, but also offer something that is a modern recreation or a tribute to 
the the golden days of haunted attractions, say from like '95 to 2005, I would say. Okay, why is that the golden age? Out of curiosity. The golden age, because uh, that's when I that's kind of when I grew up, like looking at the Scare Factory website and watching the Travel Channel and, uh, you know, like being a kid at that point, because I'm significantly younger than my partners. But um, I like you that. Know, it's the golden age because that's when I went there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly, like, exactly. The golden age because that's when I was. It's just hit different. No, for then. sure. And listen, man, nostalgia is big. So if you could sell oh, yeah. anything on nostalgia. People will, will buy into it. And it's, it's, you know, listen, Stranger Things is what? It's worth millions and billions of dollars because of nostalgia. So exactly. why, not, why not use that attribute in a haunted attraction? And there aren't many haunted attractions that are doing that, kind of a throwback haunt, to my knowledge. Uh, there's not a whole lot. Yeah, no, yeah. New York, it's pretty much barren. We're pretty much the only one doing it out here. Uh, but across yeah. the U.S., I found some friends of mine that are doing some incredible things with retro haunts, doing these absolutely massive scale events like we are uh, here in Long Island. And uh, we actually formed a partnership this year. So we're going to be doing a national media campaign uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks that spotlights the rise of the retro haunt. And hopefully it gives us some uh, fuel. So I know that most haunts... Because I've been to, I've been going to them my basically my entire life, but I know usually haunted attractions from year to year will change the theme. Not much; they're usually the same spaces. They don't really move. A lot of them rent the same areas and stuff like that. You guys have changed from year to year, correct? There's been a kind uh, of we've a changed theme. the entire show, the entire show. Yeah, and this year you guys year have year, a theme, the right? An AI theme, I believe, is what I remember seeing. Well, it's not just an AI theme. Uh, this year, okay. we are the world's first AI or a uh, haunted attraction that's designed, uh, managed, and maintained and monitored by AI. So, uh, you know, we're putting our uh, our trust completely in the hands of technology because that's the safest option, as referenced by so many <laughs> okay. films and so many TV shows and books and everything like that. So, yeah, you know, like that idiot George Orwell knew nothing about what he was talking about. And we're going to prove that this year. I know, man. Skynet, they're coming for us, but in a good way, right? <laughs> they're starting. Yeah, exactly, in a good way. Listen, they're start, they're I was an only Hans. child growing up. I always wanted a big brother. There so, you go. You know. Now you got one. <laughs> so you're yeah. good to go. Manny's been warning me about Absolutely. big brother for about 20 years now. So yep. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he approves of the whole AI uh, cyberdyne haunted attraction situation Look, I mean, you, you I don't mean, you don't approve of like getting rid of the human error like come on i mean that's inevitable that's gonna happen all on its own there's, yeah there's, there's well no, i goddamn inevitable. hope so can't happen quickly enough come on there you go who, who doesn't who doesn't want to be controlled by ai come on exactly algorithms yeah who, who doesn't well, not controlled by ai but assisted it's assisted a, assist, assisted my is the bad word. yes assisted. my bad thank you assisted. thank you get it assisted. straight I want to, I want to, I want to uh, respect what's helping you create the haunt this year. AI. I don't Thank wanna, you. I don't want to make it, you that. know, I don't want to, uh, when I go to your haunt, I don't want to walk through it and, you know, maybe I'll vanish. Never hear. No, Manny, you might have to host the show going I'm gonna, forward. I'm going to wear a no, hat. No. I'm going to wear a hat with a bright UV light on it and it won't even see me. Wow. I'll just, I'll just be, I'll be practice. I'll just be a bright glowing orb. The, the AI will think I'm God and I can take over. You if go. you think for a moment that you'll be able to walk through the gates with that, <laughs> come Ooh, on, man. 
<laughs> Manny we have watch over the whole 14 acre property <laughs> that's one of the many benefits of this new system right there you go. so so I'll be of glowing orb in all 14 acres yes <laughs> there you yes. go so so uh, easy target oh there you go they're going to get a gun for Manny when, when Manny goes through but yes how did you get into the industry I know it's a boring question but how did you get involved in the hot hot world haunted attraction hot game in general like what 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 besides your love between 95 and 2005 and then after that we kind of forget about it because you've been in you've been in the game a long time since then like what 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 made you start you know what was your uh, your first your first big attraction you got involved with? My first big attraction I got involved with uh, was Schmidt's Farm back in 20, I want to say 2015, if not a little earlier. Uh, I ended up working there because I was about to graduate high school and I wanted to get into the industry. Uh, this has been a lifelong obsession, starting from me, you know, decorating my parents' front yard with cardboard tombstones I'd make and stuff like that. And later volunteering at haunts and then starting to produce charity haunts and then eventually after I, uh, you know, did a season or two with Schmitz, I ended up going off on my own, and um, that ended up taking me across the country. So uh, it's it's something that is a humongous part of me. Uh, every single article of clothing I own is either black or some kind of haunted house merch. I mean, I got tattoos on me that are you can't even see it because my webcam sucks. But uh, you know, all sorts of it's just it's it's me. It's everything about me. I am a walking haunted attraction expert, and. Um, you know, this is how would I not end up owning a haunted house after doing all this? Yeah, man, it, it's cool that you've traveled to different states and worked in different. And I'm sure when like state to state, the scene is different. Even for me, I, I've been to like, for example, here in New York, very strict alcohol laws, like no haunts really serve alcohol. And then I'll go out to like Massachusetts or, or Maine or California even and they allow booze and haunts. And it, it's it's just interesting how there's a different culture kind of. And, and that goes with that goes with everything, honestly. But even with the haunt industry, it's just kind of different. You know, nothing beats being able to have a drink or two and then going through a haunt. Can't do that here in New York. So, no, <laughs> no. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm of the belief that haunted attractions and alcohol don't mix because, again, even though we're using A.I., uh, we still are relying on some human actors. Uh, so I don't want people going through and punching some, you know, some uh, dude working for us in the face. You know, uh, I, if, if we were to ever offer alcohol, I would make sure it's kind of an at the end thing. Uh, mm. Make sure that they wouldn't be able to backtrack through and, you know, possibly put themselves or other patrons or our actors in danger. But like you said, yeah, I mean, I've I've been all throughout the country. Um, I've traveled all throughout the Midwest and the East Coast doing work for haunted attractions, producing some of the largest ones in the country. And it is definitely something you can tell uh, regionally. There is a big difference. You know, the Chicago land haunts, that's one of my favorite haunt markets out there. It just they continue to do some innovative things. That's nothing like the haunts out in L.A. Uh, you know, even New York City has some more artistic haunts that are coming up, uh, you know, places like Terror, places like uh, Nightmare NYC uh, has been a favorite of mine for a while. Uh, the things that Eric Scrifoy does with Thinkophobia. So there's different different regional differences that, you know, I recommend most people will never be able to do this. But people really do need to get out into the country and see what other areas of the country can offer in terms of their haunt. Yeah, even for me, when I review them. So, you know, just being a New Yorker, being from Queens, you know, Long Island's right here. 
So yeah. for me, it's like I've done all the Long Island haunts except for yours. Sorry, but not yet. But hey, you're you know, saving the best for last. There you go. Uh, you know, and I've done a bunch in the city. I've done a bunch with Manny. I've done a bunch, you know, with my wife, with other friends, with Dave, the one of the other co-hosts. So when it comes to me reviewing them, I'm at the point now where I kind of want to review haunts that are not in New York. You know, I went to a haunted overload for the first time like two years ago. Ooh. And I and I and I I loved it. I had a great time. I thought it, was, it, it just felt different. It was a different experience. And, I, you know, I'm not one that's I'm not scared of haunted attractions. I just kind of like the ambiance. I like the feeling of them. And that's really what I rate them. When I review them, I really focus more on kind of the feeling I get when I go through them. And I will admit in New York, just kind of with the limited space and some of the unless you go upstate, obviously, towards like the Catskills and kind of going up towards Albany and stuff. It's obviously different. But in the kind of tri-state area, they're all kind of working with the same spaces and, and, and they kind of are limited in what they can achieve with a haunted attraction. So, yeah, there's I definitely myself, a, yeah, personally, yeah, there's I'm trying a lot of, to uh, like get out. So sorry, I, I'm talking over you. My apologies. Nah, no worries. There's a there's a lag here. No worries. What were we gonna say? If our AI was here, it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't it wouldn't uh, <laughs> have fixed that, that problem. Shit. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Manny. Yeah, no, there's definitely a lot of overlap with uh, LI haunts, and uh, don't I'm not knocking them. Long Island has some great haunts here. Uh, there is a reason that I moved back here, particularly yeah. to uh, you know go along with Dark Knight. Uh, that's because I want to introduce some new elements to this area, you know, but uh, Long Island, you're seeing a lot of overlap. You're seeing a lot of, you know, oh, you're going to walk into one haunt and you're going to see that same prop at seven <laughs> oh, different haunts on the island, you know, same, same zombie horde prop i've seen it like five <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. dude i've seen the that same, same poison prop zombie horde the one that i had to fix when i worked at chamber of horrors a million freaking times yeah. dude i've seen that prop at least in five haunts like it's kind of fucking crazy but whatever i get why you know they want to use you know similar elements because not everyone you know a normal kind of bystander a normal person that isn't into halloween and haunts goes to maybe one a year and to them, that's special. We're going at it as an enthusiast where we see, oh, I recognize that severed arm that moves. I, I recognize yeah. the, the painting that looks like it's actually an LED screen. That, like, you know, so a lot of them, they share similar props and items. But, you know, I'm not a good judge when it comes to that because I've been to so many in the last 30 years of my life. So it, it's kind of crazy. And I think that's the one thing, Han, to go back to nostalgia and what you said about your haunt, you know, about – Dark Knight being kind of a throwback haunt, I do miss the more practical nature of haunts. These LED screens and some of the kind of animatronics that you see at like Lowe's and Home Depot being used in them, kind of cheap, you know? The the, the yeah. clown trope, the the barn of clowns or the, the fun house um, portion. Dude, every haunt has it and I wish some of them would do away with that because it's not fucking scary. You know, you know what I've never seen at any haunt anywhere? Uh, a clown with a chainsaw. That's something new, and I've definitely okay, never yes. seen that done anywhere Innovation. before. <laughs> yeah, see, there you go. Not sarcasm. Did AI come all. up with that one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> if AI uh, came, if the up, AI with came that, up with that, it would have <laughs> been good. <laughs> yes, I was about to say that. It, been, it wouldn't have been as boring. So, um, Without spoiling too much, is there anything that you can tease that you guys are doing that's innovative with this hound. Without obviously, I don't want you to give it all away, but maybe one thing that 
you think is different from other haunts? Again, you have to go into different great from detail. other haunts. Um, yeah. I mean, one of the, the the most basic things that I can say is, uh, you know, we offer more. That's really what it comes down to. It's a higher quality production, and you get more fear for your dollar. You get more things to do for your dollar. You get more fright and fun. It's not just scary. We are a uh, event that kind of combines uh, a very particular cynical sense of humor and sarcasm and social commentary with, you know, our love for what this is and what that ends up being, especially this year. Uh, This is the largest event myself or my partners have ever produced in our careers. And considering Marty's age, I mean, Marty's been doing this 20 plus years. Marty started freaking Blood Manor and Chamber of Horrors. That's saying something. People are going to be able to come and they're going to get nine different haunted attractions. They're going to get a massive vendor market. We have a vintage Halloween museum. We have immersive photo experiences. We have a photo op trail. We have a pumpkin trail. We have so much more that we have yet to announce, uh, including uh, here's one thing we've been teasing. But at the time this thing goes up, it'll probably be announced already. Uh, We are doing the Generations from Beyond drive through attraction that's going to be open uh, a couple of nights at the attract uh, at the haunt as well. So you come, you spend your thirty five bucks and you are busy the entire night. And that's and that's assuming you're going to be able to do everything in one night, which we don't want to be the case. I wanted to build an event that you're going to have to come back to multiple times to do everything. And we're getting close to that goal. That's promising, man. I like that. I like that you want people to kind of go back more than once during the season. You know, a lot of haunts, oh, yeah. you go, you're in and out and, you know, uh, you're on the, you're in line longer than you are in the actual haunt sometimes. Yeah, you know I mean? no, that's, so. that's not, that's, that's what we're trying to avoid here. You know, no, you have that, so much yeah. to do. It's all spread out. It's like a giant festival. It's like, like, Long Island's equivalent to Halloween Horror Nights. Very cool, man. That's that's good. It's good to hear. I'm excited. Yes. Um. What? One more thing I want to talk about because I usually ask our guests this all the time. Just the love of Halloween, the holiday. Where did it start, and why is it so personal to you? Why do you love Halloween so much? I, again, you you run haunts, so I'm assuming you love Halloween as well. Yeah. Um. It's a purely Irish thing. Uh, this okay. is something that, you know, goes back in the bloodline. Uh, you know, obviously us Irish, we started the whole thing with Samhain and uh, then it just kind of got Christianized and then corporatized and capitalized upon. Uh, and as someone who, you know, I come from the bloodline that started this thing, I deserve to get a little piece of that cut. So, but no, so, no it's it's definitely so something see- that has always been there. So we're going to see turnips instead of uh, pumpkins on your trails? <laughs> You're damn right you are. All right. <laughs> Manny's looking forward to the carved turnips. Want to see some spring Hill Jack. Let's go. <laughs> there you That's go. A, nobody does that. Nobody yeah, no does. one does that. You're right. Weird. You would think you'd well, see Well, I will that. tell you we are going to have an appearance by Crom somewhere in the okay. attraction. Very so. cool. Very cool. Yes. So, yeah, so it's more of just a lineage thing. That's why you love Halloween. <laughs> Very much so, and that's honestly the only logical explanation. Because before I wreck it, before I like grew up and I realized, hey, Halloween actually started with the Irish. I had no idea why I liked it. It was just kind of second nature. Yeah, you liked candy and you liked spooky shit, probably more no, than likely. Honestly, no. yeah, I, I didn't like the candy, or I, I like the candy. Let's be honest here. But then yeah. it got to the point where I was like five years old, and from like five till twelve, every single holiday I celebrated uh, and got gifts for, whether it's Christmas or my birthday or whatever, uh, my relatives would just end up getting Halloween props. So you know, I always, I always had a foot in the game somehow. I, I want you to know you're the first person that use being Irish as the reason why they love Halloween. So hey, listen, you're, it's the only thing I have man. to use in today's uh, climate. So 
Okay, we won't go there. So yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll dead that right there. Uh, but yeah, man. So since you you run out, which <laughs> you're you're really enjoying that one, huh? So <laughs> since you <laughs> since you run since you run a haunted attraction and you've been doing it for, for years, I thought it would be fitting for us to talk about some fictional haunted attractions from TV and film. Now, the, the rules are very loose because I, I think even when we were talking about it, Manny and I, you know, Manny, I think, picked one or two things. And I was like, ah, oh, that kind of fits. Basically, in a nutshell, as long as the haunted attraction is in the movie or in the TV show, in some cases, uh, it counts. And it's used, mm. you know, in a way to kind of tell the story. You know, I was leaning more towards fictional haunts, but I know some of the picks we have there's some real haunts that are being used in a fictional sense, I guess is what you would say. So those count as well. So Aiden, since you're the guest, hit us with your first pick. You're not going to believe the first picture I ever saw. It was your friend, Dracula. Well, that's incredible. That's the first picture I ever saw. That is incredible. You know, I had to sleep with the lights on for a week. I had to sleep with the lights on for a month. But I never missed a Lugosi picture after that one. A few years ago, I actually saw him do Dracula live. It was much scarier in person. Oh, we're stuck. So my first pick is, and I forget the name of it because I am a dumbass, but uh, I absolutely love the Tim Burton saturated dark ride from uh, Tim Burton's 94 film, Ed Wood, which is one of my favorite films. But that dark ride pretty much encapsulates everything that made the golden age of Burton work. You know, it had his signature artistic style. It had that, that kind of camp and cheese and whimsy to it that, you know, we, has been lost in many, many years since. And I, I feel like everyone can kind of agree on that. But I'm a huge Dark Ride fan myself. Um, I run or I help run the Dark Ride Archive on Facebook and YouTube, which uh, we have a couple of correspondents that go around the country just reviewing and documenting Dark Rides and fun houses and haunted attractions. Uh, it's another, you know, it's a sub, I guess a haunted attraction is a subset of the Dark Ride or maybe it's the other yeah. way around. But I mean, if you like one, you're most likely going to like the other. And in that scene, I, I will say one of my favorite moments is like I think something swings at them. It's like a, <laughs> and they have to like duck out of the way. And he knows yes. it's there. He's been on it so many times. He knows he just. It's, it's <laughs> perfect it's timing. It's him. It's Johnny Depp and Sarah Jessica Parker, right? That are writing yeah. it. Oh no! Or is it? No, it's Patricia not Arquette. Sarah Jessica Parker. Uh, yeah, Patricia Arquette, Arquette, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's Sarah like Jessica first part where yeah, Parker uh, dips out. What earlier in the film? Uh, and also, yeah, funny enough, that is the, uh, I, I think, only movie Sarah Jessica Parker in, uh, is in where she is self-referential enough to make a joke about her actually being a horse, you know? So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You're right. She, 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 she took it on the chin in that piece of, I forgot about that line of dialogue. But that on is cool. I will never forget about that line. <laughs> that That's like is, forgetting that yeah. the Turtle Club scene from Master of Disguise was filmed during 9-11. I mean, come on, who forgets oh, these God. things? <laughs> I have, a, I have a confession to make. I've never seen Master of Disguise. So. You are the luckiest man on the face of the earth. You are missing out. That's the Dana Carvey movie, right? Yes, it is. Unfortunately. I've, ne I've never seen I know what it is. I know he like does a whole turtle thing in it, but I don't know. Turtle, turtle. 
Yeah, I don't know yep. anything uh, else about the movie. Turtle you got the, the turtle, turtle club. club. You got uh, racism that hasn't aged well. It's my favorite drinking game movie. Uh, okay. And, you know, I, I tried other movies. I actually tried The Love Guru. And after five minutes of that, we ended up throwing out the entire uh, DVD player that we had because it was just such shit. So The Master of Disguise kind of rides that thin line between pure cringe and genius. <laughs> um, but to go back to the dark ride and Ed Wood, now – in that scene, if I remember correctly, they get stuck inside of it, right? Like, like for, yes. you don't see much of the dark ride in the movie. You see, like, literally about 10 seconds of it, and he kind of just talks about loving getting on them in the beginning and then mm -hmm. just kind of hopping on. It's also, there's, like, no weight. He just kind of gets on, goes through it. There's a couple of skeletons, and then that swinging thing, mm -hmm. and they duck out of the way, and that's basically it. Is it a bat? bat that swings at him, right? It's a giant, it's a bat that's just swing, you know? Yeah, they it's it's, yeah. it's 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 I just remember it being really brief. It's actually come up on the show before. Mm -hmm. Um we had an episode a while. We we do these episodes called Favorite Halloween Scenes from from non-Halloween movies. And a, a previous guest chose Ed Wood, but she chose she mentioned this dark ride, but she was mostly focusing on the uh the whole scene with Bella Lugosi taking his oh. teeth out and scaring the trick-or-treaters. So, Martin Wayne Fidel, what a great performance. Oh, dude, Ed Wood is, I'll be honest, probably the best Tim Burton movie. It's like the most underrated, Thank too. you. Thank yeah. you. Yes. I don't know. I'm curious what Manny's take is, is on that. Oh, I love I, it, Ed Wood. Yeah, yeah. I love Ed Wood. If you, Manny, if you had to pick your favorite Tim Burton movie, what would it be? Off the top of your head. I'm putting you on the spot. I mean, all I'm thinking is Ed Wood right now because we're talking about it. So. <laughs> yes. It's probably his best. It, honestly, it's, it's his best yeah, made I, movie. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm gonna. It's either Ed Wood or Beetlejuice. Yeah, Beetlejuice it, is it, fucking between good the one too. Or two of them. I mean, I haven't enjoyed a Tim Burton movie since Sleepy Hollow. So <laughs> that was '98. That was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. I saw that in the theater. That was that was great. I loved Sleepy it Hall in the theater. Awesome. Yeah. You know, but I have not enjoyed one of his movies since. What has he made since so, fucking Alice in Wonderland and like fucking he's Willy made a Wonka? Ton of movies. He did the the and, and Dark Shadows and oh, yeah, they were uh, terrible. The with, um, <laughs> Those movies big, are all garbage. Big, he did Big. I know they're big garbage. Fish, is what I big just fish said. Fish was pretty good. Big, big fish, fish was, was all right. Big fish. Yeah, was all right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Big I fish was that. pretty good and Big Eyes. Yeah. I remember being okay. Those were like his kind of non-IP original work. Johnny Depp in a blue... Johnny Depp with white face paint and a blue light oh, and a funny movies. hat. Yeah, That's those, pretty much all he yeah. does right now. Johnny Depp with white paint and a blue light. But oh, Ed boy. Wood... Ed Wood is... Pr I think I would agree Beetlejuice, Ed Wood for me. I, I'd have to really sit down and think about like how I'd rank all of his movies. That would make for a fun episode. But uh, yeah, I would have to really sit and just think about it. But Ed Wood would definitely be high on the list just because I'm... You know, especially... Being a filmmaker, and I, I'm sure that's why Man it resonates with Manny as well, because we're both filmmakers, just kind of that aspect of it and the guy believing in himself, even though he's making shitty movies and how much he loves. <laughs> I mean, I've said it on set many, many times. You're not seeing the you're big not, picture. Exactly. You're not, you're seeing, not the seeing the big, the big picture. picture. Great line. Everything about that. <laughs> My favorite scene in Ed Wood, and I know we're not really focusing on the dark ride because there really is not much to that scene. It's literally a first date, and they go through it, and yeah. they're in it for like two seconds. Um, but my favorite scene, and it just reminds, you know, cause Manny and I have worked, we've no, we've, Manny and I have been friends for like 20 years and we've worked on each other's projects. We've, we've made projects together and it just reminds me of stuff we used to do like 10 years ago. And there's that scene 
where I believe he's he's dressed in women's clothing and he's going up to like the uh, the storefront to like look at wardrobe and the cops are coming. He's like, run. We don't have permits. <laughs> yeah, we don't have permits. Run. What do we do? Run. <laughs> that's it. Like that scene just reminds like like indie filmmaking, like guerrilla style filmmaking. When you want to get that shot, you're not supposed to be fucking doing it. And, you know, you got to run. Sometimes you got to fucking break. Manny and I many times have, have been in parks after dark where we're not supposed to be shooting and doing stuff. And you, what's that noise in the bush? Probably a homeless person or someone crazy. Yep. Let's let's uh let's run out of here. But yeah, man, the Edward Dark Ride. Good brief, but good pick. Ride a famous murder ride. Most of all, don't forget to take home some of my tasty fried chicken. I guess okay. So I had a different pick originally. Yeah. Um, what you mentioned earlier, we were talking about uh, different types of haunts and stuff, and I had asked about a uh, something that was very McCamey Manor style. Like, does that count as a haunt? Which is really the debate to begin with. Like, are those things haunts or are they? I I I prefer to call them like immersive experiences. You know. Yes. That 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 one specifically is what it is, but you know, there's a lot of things that like that, and I wanted to pick a movie called Ruin Me, which is essentially that. Uh, but th- I thought it was a little long because it's the entire movie. Yeah, is mm. these people going to this? So I thought it was a bit much, mm-hmm. and um, somehow, some way, in in one form or another, Louis gets me to talk about Rob Zombie. <laughs> He I don't keeps, know why <laughs> he keeps lining it up for me to do this. And I don't know why he just, You're the, like, he's the Rob Zombie he's guy. He's painting me as the Rob Zombie guy for a year. So, um, I'm, I'm Manny. I love you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to do it to you. So, um, so coincidentally, uh, so, okay. So I've been, I've been researching, I was watched ruined me two or three times this week, just because it was so long. I was trying to find a way to condense the conversation down. Um, then last night I happened to go to <laughs> last night. Nothing happened to go to that. I bought tickets months ago. I saw Rob Zombie with Alice Cooper ministry and filter. And that's why I'm he's so jealous. I had to work. That's why he's the Rob Zombie guy. Like he went, yes. he went last. I night. literally saw Rob yeah. Zombie live last night. At the time night. of this recording, Manny literally mm-hmm. was witnessing yep. a Rob Zombie performance. Yep. <laughs> and um, couple, maybe when he first pitched this idea, if we were going to do this in the first place, he said to me, "He's like, you could do Captain Spaulding's murder ride." I was like, "Why the fuck would I do Captain Spaulding's murder ride? Why would I? Well, because you know why? Why am I the Rob <laughs> Zombie guy?" <laughs> then I went to see him last night and. I decided that I'm going to do Captain Spaulding's murder ride. <laughs> Not, <laughs> but, but I have more than just the fact that Louis is an asshole for doing it. Oh, God. <laughs> just, I think I, I know little, the exact reason, too. So let's see if I'm You right. actually don't. It's actually very personal. It's actually a very personal reason, so you oh. don't. Uh, but I'd like to hear what your, what your idea is. Um, the fact is, I saw Rob Zombie for the first time on the Sinister Urge tour when they premiered the House of a Thousand Corpses trailer. And this was the big release. This was the first time anyone was going to see footage from the movie. Um, I think, Lou, were you at that show too? I was. It's come okay. up before. At, I, at I was at that show. Ballroom. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. We didn't we know did each other. Know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did not know each other at the time. Um, Wait, what was year was that again? What year was that? 2000 or 2001. Yeah. Because yeah. this was before they had an official release yet. Yes, yes, yes. You know? Um, 
something approximately yes because it was even before i met her before i before i met you you and lynn was 2002 when yeah. i met you yeah. so it was before that it was at least 2001 um so i was at that show clearly you were at that show and then me and you and my wife Lindsay, we went to see house of a thousand corpses together when it yeah. was actually released yeah and then last night at the concert, they played the House of a Thousand Corpses trailer because it's the 20 year re-release theatrical. They're doing a theatrical re-release of the film. And I said, this motherfucker is going to get me to talk about Rob Zombie. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I just thought, you know what? It's a really good story because it fits this specifically. It fits me and Lou yeah. pers- pur- purposely. Like it's literally bookending our friendship. Like when we first met. I think House of a Thousand Corpses is one of the first films we went to go see together. And now we're doing this show. We're talking murder rides and stuff. And I just so happened to find out they're doing a re-release of the film. So, all right. Captain Spaulding's murder ride it is. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That is a great pick. You know, it's 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 a cool it's a cool little thing. It's much like uh, Ed Wood, where it's only like two minutes of the film. But however, uh, sorry to interrupt. My bad. but it, but but the whole film kind of revolves around it. But what was your what was your reason for? Uh, I kind of book. Uh, it kind of like jumps off of the point that you just made. You said it, you know it was it's brief, but you know it's it's impactful. It's actually more impactful than most people realize. The murder ride was the re uh, a big part of the reason that House of a Thousand Corpses, the movie, got made. You see, the story goes that in the late nineties. Uh, early 2000s, like when they were when Rob Zombie was pitching, uh, what was it? it was Universal or yeah. uh, Warner Brothers Universal on the on the, the the whole script and trying to make his first movie. Um, they had obviously been doing Halloween Horror Nights for a while, and their first project together was a maze at Universal Hollywood. Uh, I want to say in the 99, 98 yeah, season, something I think like was that. The first one because oh. I think they just hit 25 this year. And it was Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses. And it was a maze built to look like an old dark ride that took you through, uh, you know, some of history's serial killers. Fast forward to when the movie is being made, they threw all those sets and the animatronics, they threw this whole haunted maze at Universal into storage. And that actually became the murder ride. So for a time, (laughs) and most people never would have known this when they were walking through it. But some people had the chance to actually walk through in person what would become Captain Spaulding's murder, uh, murder ride in the movie. And yeah. I also have – it's not the particular piece, but it's an exact duplicate. Uh, it's kind of rare. Uh, the Bloody Mary animatronic that swings out with the axe, I mm. actually was able to get that oh. off an old haunted of attraction. So, oh, wow. No. Lizzie yeah. Borden. Yeah, Lizzie yeah. Borden, yes. yes. Lizzie yeah. Borden. Yeah. That's cool. I did not know yeah. that. <laughs> I knew he had a haunt. I did I knew- at the time actually. Okay. That's something I like. I knew then because I because I remember he was doing a haunted house for Universal, and I was like, "Oh my fucking! I gotta go see this!" This and I never I've never made it to one of the because he he's designed like five different years for them over the course of time, and uh, I've never made it to one of the years that he did. Uh, uh, but I remember when they did that, and I was like, "This is awesome!" And they said, "Well, now he's making a he's making a movie based on the house that he built for them." And I was like, this is really cool. And then the song came out, and, the, and I was like, this is awesome. And then, you know, Universal turned out to be scumbags or degenerates, and they dropped the <laughs> film. And <laughs> yeah. 
We we talked about I think we talked about that and uh, I think when we talked about it briefly when we covered uh, El Super Bisto, I think I mm-hmm. think we might have talked a about bit. it so a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Uh so the ride itself uh for those who haven't seen it, I'm sure damn near everybody has seen it at this point. Yeah. <laughs> uh the ride itself is is you say it's a dark ride. Surprising what is there five four or five of them of the people? There's four the of them in the cart. Yeah. And they're all in one little cart with yes. Captain Spaulding literally on it. Yeah. And then the guy which, behind it pushing yes, it. Yes, and pushing it. Yeah, which is my favorite part of that. Yes. Is that he's he's pushing the uh the cart with four like five grown adults. He's yeah. able, it's Erwin Keys, I believe Irwin is the guy Keys, yeah. is the actor's name, so. Yeah, and he's physically pushing it like we're at Indiana Jones uh type uh, yeah. uh Temple of Doom cart, yeah. you know? Uh, and he's and, and and the murder ride is exactly that where they're talking about murderers, famous murderers, and they go through uh, Albert Fish and Lizzie Borden as you just Lizzie Borden flies at comes at them with the axe and oh Lizzie Borden you know uh, and who is it Chris Hardwick is the one who's all excited about it he he pulled Chris Hardwick of MTV fame way back at that time I've always thought he was so obnoxious in those scenes I don't know he is very he is horrible I think he's supposed to be yeah that's the point (laughs) I also think that that was kind of the joke of the fact that it's Chris Hardwick playing it you know considering he was an MTV host yeah you know with that whole persona of being a host is kind of obnoxious and in your face yeah yeah, so i i think that rob zombie might have done that on purpose like you're gonna play up the person you played on tv and just be very dr satan through the whole movie um and then yeah and then they get to the ed gein room uh and they mention that you know the, the psycho and leatherface he mentions that and then they get to the fictional room of dr satan who is the killer in that uh, Dr. Satan S Quentin quail. Yeah. Such a great S. name. Quint- yes. <laughs> <laughs> Always go with alliteration. When you can yes. go with alliteration, go with alliteration. Always. And, uh, and, and, and then they show, he explains how he, uh, the, the, I damn, I totally blanked on the murders. He did the amount of murders and whatever he did. Um, and then, then, and then we basically cut to them jumping out the door. Doctor Satan, and they're all excited that you know they saw it, and that's the end of it. It's a whole like two minutes, but it's the catalyst for the film. It's the reason they're here in the first place, and it ends up being the beginning of their demise. Yeah, you, 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 I, it's, I, most people probably that are listening to our show know what it looks like, but it is visually. Mm-hmm. The craziest looking thing, like at the end where he comes it out looks screaming. Like my room, right? Well, no, but <laughs> at the very like end, isn't like a giant, the... <laughs> isn't like a giant like head at the very end or something? They walk out of like a big demonic uh, face think, or skull think, or something. I think it's painted on the door. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and just everything. Even when you go in, like the actual ride itself. Mm-hmm. There's one thing that always stood out to me, and it's the dumbest little thing that I always found hysterical. There, there's a shot. Where you see like a torso of a dummy, and it's just hitting a gate and going, yep. "Why, why, why? Yes. why? Yep. why?" It's so bad, but I always find it amusing. And all the animatronics inside—it's the broken zombie. I know, but it just, oh, yeah, it's just—it's the broken zombie prop that's in every haunted house. And then the uh, all the animatronics look great, like the Doctor Satan one. He's wearing like blue scrubs. The Ed mm-hmm. Gain one. The uh, Albert Fish one, where he's like like chopping off someone's uh, foot or something like that. It is a great scene. It's very Rob Zombie. Like when you oh, see yeah. that, it's like 
that is his aesthetic. It's 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 perfect. And yeah. everyone and I think that's really, you know, the movie and I know Manny wasn't the biggest fan of House of a Thousand Corpses when it came out. I was when I saw it. Yeah, and then and then, and then <laughs> I got it on and then when I got the DVD home like, you know, whenever it was released on DVD it was like a year later cuz that's how long those things took then. Mm-hmm. I saw it again. I was like, "God, this movie sucks." Yeah. Like this is actually <laughs> really bad. You know? Um, but I don't know, over the over the years I've come to enjoy it, you know, yeah, for for what it is. It's dumb you know? fun. It's listen. It's a it's a great and focusing on this scene on this specific uh, you know murder ride the the actual ride itself. Mm. He they did a great a great job with the production yeah. design of it. There's every detail in that haunt, even down to it being so cheap that the dude has to push the people through yeah. the track like, o- like over that track. I love that. And then like you know Captain Spaulding kind of hosting it with the little skeleton well, you know, uh, pin you know that he is. pulls and it chatters. You know what it is? Rob Zombie's a carny. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. a carny. He grew up in in a carny family. Mm-hmm. So he's been to these sorts of roadside attractions. He ran these, you know, his parents ran these sorts of things. So he literally has firsthand knowledge of the types of things that they would do to make an attraction work in the back of a gas station chicken hut. In the middle of nowhere, Ohio or yeah. Texas or something. You know, like, well, what would you do? Especially because, I mean, he was doing this in the 60s. He In the 70s, he was growing up in, you know, traveling the country and, and do, being a carny. So yeah. he saw these rides that were built, these sorts of roadside attractions that were built in the 50s and 60s. And maybe they were mechanical at one point, but... Eventually, that mechanism broke, and they couldn't afford to fix it because they got two people a week coming to see it. And you know yeah. what? Fuck it, push yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> it's know? authentic, man. Yeah, that's you, how it you works. See it. Yeah, it, you know, it feels like authentic. Some, I feel like at some point at Universal, there was some douche under the water pushing the shark up over because it's so freaking broken. <laughs> you know, amazing. like there's some at some point somebody's cranking under, you know, just to get it to work for the day. We only got one more show of the day. Just make it work. Make it work you know? so we can we can fucking. You know, wrap there's this somebody up. back there. Yeah, there's somebody back there with like electric blowtorch just scratching it in the dark. Like that's there's your sparks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. that is a good oh, pick, man. though. What you're saying right now. uh it reminds me of a, a, a trip I took last summer to Rye Playland here in, in New York, and they have two great dark rides at Rye Playland. But unfortunately, on the day I went, everything <laughs> inside the rides was broken. Yeah, everything. So I rode through two dark rides where broken. absolutely nothing was happening. I don't know if the air compressors <laughs> were busted or whatever, but there was not a single bit of movement in either of the dark rides. And it, it very much, yeah, feels hey, like man. that kind of corny thing. I'm quite familiar. I'm quite familiar with those Zombie Castle and Dante's Inferno. We reviewed them in the, in the infancy of Haunted Hangover. My sister was the host of that I've episode. I've never been to. Oh, wow. I've never even been yeah. to Ride Playland. Dude, I have a soft spot for that Zombie Castle dark ride. There's that part where the, I believe, like someone's supposed to be getting electrocuted and the cart yeah. vibrates. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Know, like, that's a great. Uh, that's a great little moment that happens in that ride. But yes, very authentic. The murder ride in House of a Thousand Corpses literally feels like one of those rides, but yeah. obviously it's a movie, so they were able to kind of fuck with lighting and make it look even better. And you know, they're never <laughs> that good, but it did feel really authentic. <laughs> and Manny, I'm sorry I made you talk about Rob Zombie once again. 
So, the Chamber of Bots has another victim, eh? Don't be afraid. There aren't any ghouls here. Only bots! All right, so so my first pick is a brief one. Most of these are because there's unless the entire film takes place in the haunted attraction, you know, there're usually two or three minute scenes that happen. But my my first pick is a dumb one. It's very dumb. This is probably the dumbest thing I've ever talked about on the podcast. Um I'm a big South Park fan. I watched it since it started in 97. I have been watching it. I you know, I will admit throughout the years I've had my ups and downs with the show. There'll be times I don't watch it for like 2 years and then watch a bunch of episodes randomly then go back and stop and then go. I know people hate it. You know, my wife hated South Park and then eventually living with me she learned to love the fucking show. I don't know how that happened. She just watched it so much, she started to enjoy it. Manny, you're not a South Park fan, right, at all. Yeah. Nope. Aiden, are you, are you you gave up? I gave a long, up a long time ago. Do you like South Park? I very much appreciate it. Um, I grew up not being able to watch it, and by the time that, you know, I was finally grown and had my own place and everything, uh, you know, what? It had been on for how many seasons, and it's been kind of like a constant catch-up game. I own a bunch of the seasons on uh, DVD, but uh, I do have to say between the two, and no offense to South Park because I I love it, and I, I, I totally get the joke, and I think it's very smart. I prefer, like, early Simpsons. Yeah, but I'm a big Simpsons not fan to too, so. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. It's it's tough. It's tough to compare the two shows. Both have been on for so goddamn long. The Simpsons even more. What fucking like thirty five years or something like that. So it's kind of it's kind of crazy. I think The Simpsons has been on since I was three years old. So, I will yeah. say though, you, you got me here. Uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone were not on the Epstein flight logs. Okay, there you go. That's fucking. All right, there we go. Once Good again, we'll leave, we'll leave that there. Uh, but yes, uh, the the haunted attraction I'm talking about is the Chamber of Farts from the from the Cow Days episode from season two, and it's episode thirteen. So I'm not going to give means you. Means I've seen this episode. I don't remember it. More than likely. <laughs> I love this gag. It's fucking stupid. It's dumb. I've got an immature fucking sense of humor sometimes. This also inspired me to create my own fictional haunt commercial that I did last year for the Haunted Hangover Halloween special. This chamber of farts kind of gave me the idea to make a haunted house that their whole gimmick is that the haunted house will make you shit yourself. So (laughs) I literally put together an entire fake commercial and this was the reason why I did it because I was trying to come up with ideas and I said, this is fucking stupid. So I'm going to do something that's fucking stupid too for the Halloween special. So in the episode, what ends up happening are the boys. Yeah, great inspiration, South Park. This is so stupid, I want to be just as stupid. (laughs) Yes, exactly. That's what I want. It's so dumb. It's so dumb, I want to make something dumber. I can't help but be dumb. (laughs) But... In the episode, the boys are at an amusement park and they want to get on. They, they see this attraction, the Chamber of Farts, and they want it to be scary. They approach it and they're like, oh, is this like a haunted house? And the guy at the front, like the entrance goes, yeah, it's very scary. And the haunted house itself is literally a giant ass with cobwebs, a bat and a spider hanging off of the side. 
and you enter through the butthole. The cart goes through. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Exactly. The Where butt- else would you enter? <laughs> I mean, come the, on. Come on. The cart enters the butthole. Once the boys are inside, they come across this literal shitty cemetery with green fumes everywhere and a bunch of small asses on the uh, the walls. And there's all to, like also this static woman just standing there, sh- like shocked or something, confused. <laughs> She's just there limping over to the side, and <laughs> it's so dumb. There is a narrator, very haunted mansion esque, and he basically tells them, "Welcome to the chamber of farts. Here's another victim," <laughs> and he goes, "There are no ghouls in here, only farts." <laughs> <laughs> And what ends up happening is these cannons shoot farts at them and they (laughs) enter this room called the Hall of Farts and the gas caverns. It is the dumbest thing. And as you can see in here, I am quite amused by it. It is fucking dumb. And they leave. Yes. (laughs) The more you talk about this. You, you you didn't visit us last year. Last year, we had an attraction named Spoopies, uh, a, a tagline, Long Island's shittiest haunted house. That was essentially, uh, we built it in the bathrooms because uh, they have these crazy looking uh, like underground bathrooms at the yeah. amphitheater. We built it all in there and it was all like kind of a, a very tongue in cheek uh, mashup of ghoulies, gremlins and... Um, uh, the 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 mud shit monsters from Spookies. That's amazing. Uh, but it was essentially it was fart jokes throughout the whole thing. It's almost to a T what you're describing. Well, See, there you go. Night, we did that. We did that. You guys unintentionally parodied the Chamber of Farts from South Park. But but yeah, dude, I I've always loved this little. It's, and this is literally a minute and a half. This is the shortest segment ever. But I just love the interaction. I love when like. There's a part where one of the cannons go off in Cartman's face, and he's like, God damn it! Like, he's upset that the fucking fart hit him in the face. And then they all, and they all leave disappointed. Like, Stan or Kyle is like, that wasn't... What is their problem? He goes, disappointed? Yeah, he this goes, is like the bang for your buck. What do you mean? Disappointed? What is wrong with them? They see, this is why I don't like the show. Cartman, <laughs> not Cartman, but Stan or Kyle go... That wasn't scary. That was lame. And Cartman's like, I don't know what you're talking about. That was amazing. Or that was good. Like, he enjoyed the chamber of farts. Now, the, just everything about it, when you think of, like, shitty dark rides, to kind of go back to the previous two picks, because we are talking about dark rides. You know, when you're a kid and you go into some of these, like, dark rides at carnivals, they always look super intimidating on the outside. But usually when you get on them, there is nothing scary about them. So I, I'm guessing that's what this was a parody of. It's like, ooh, the Chamber of Farts. Dare you, you, you dare you to enter the Chamber of Farts and all that. And it's like, there's nothing scary. You're literally getting hit with farts while you're in there. So it's yeah. kind of mimicking what, like, old dark rides were. Even though, again, nostalgia plays into the way we look at them and we enjoy the shittiness, this is literally shitty like shitty as in like there's shit um there's also one more gag i want to point out i don't think either one of you know this at the same amusement park after they get off get off the chamber of farts cartman and the rest of the boys 
go to the end of a line and there's a guy there and he goes, oh man, this line is, this ride's fucking crazy. You guys have to get on this line. And he goes, how many tickets is it? Seven tickets. They get on the line and then the line ends. And then the guy at the other end goes, that's the ride. And he goes, what line is this? The line ride. <laughs> they paid to get on a ride that's just I remember that. a long-ass line. And I it's remember just, that. And, you know, I think about that every time I'm at, like, an amusement park, like I'm at Disney, Universal Studios. The line line, yeah. <laughs> when you're waiting in line to get on another queue. another mm-hmm. oh, There's a line for the queue to get on the ride. So it's, like, a long-ass yep. line. And that's the line ride. Say- <laughs> we always, there's always that in theme parks too that where you go you're standing on line outside you get in the door and there's another line uh, in yeah. the there's another secret line inside it's like oh yeah no we're almost there as soon as you step to the door there's 300 more people in front of you and it's like what are you kidding me there's another line then you get through that line and sometimes there's another smaller line like, to where they get break on you the into, goddamn cart yes, yeah then they break you into the like five Oops, five lines yeah. to get into the damn things yep <laughs> so the You're forgetting ride. the opening show because you got two lines in some rides now, and then you have the opening show where they pack like fifty something people in a room. They and place some talking. kind of freaking yeah, the backstory. They demonstrate yep. the backstory for everyone, and after that, guess what? It's another line. <laughs> yep. You get the pre- you get the pre-show. You get a line pre-show line, and then you finally get on the ride. It is kind of dri- crazy. It's the drive-through mentality. That that's actually how the drive-through was created. The, the like the drive-through um, restaurants. That's how oh, it was created. Okay. When they created the when they created the first drive-through line, people complained that they were waiting at the window for too long, and they were waiting on that the line went long. So they opened. They literally, uh, I forget what 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 restaurant it was, but they broke out a part of the wall on the other side of the building, mm. and that's where you give your order, and then you drive around the building to pick up your food like you do now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said. This, and, and whoever it was, the guy was like, this is how we're going to do it. We're going to make people wait, but not make them realize that they're waiting. So they place their order. By the time they get around to the other side, their food is ready, which is exactly what we do now. Interesting. I did not know yeah. that. Hit me yeah. with some knowledge. <laughs> but yeah, that so was- that's what they're doing. They're tricking you into waiting. <laughs> but yeah, that was my first pick. The Chamber of Farts from South Park. I will always love it. It's mm. hilarious. Did you hear what I said? Get the hell out of here before I fuck you up. All right, so as we've been uh, talking about this, I'm kind of kicking myself that I didn't choose the uh, the dark ride from the live-action Scooby-Doo movie because that was probably what did it for me as a kid. But, okay. uh, you know, honestly, in, in recent years, uh, I'm not a huge fan of slashers anymore. Uh, I like, you know, some of the original, like, stuff. Uh, and then, you know, it, it's gotten to be so oversaturated just so overdone uh terrifier 2 though a lot of people pe- were pestering me to see it last year and i actually ended up enjoying it uh for for more reasons than i thought but uh one big part of that is i remember when the, uh, the film was in production my buddy kevin alvey uh, who owns gorgor which is another uh, haunted attraction prop manufacturer uh he posted that some of their stuff was going to be used in the movie. I was like, Oh, do they walk through a haunted house in the movie? And sure shit they do for like the entire second half of the film. Uh, it was actually filmed in fright, uh, fright factory, uh, which is close to Philly. They kind of set it up like it's at a carnival, but it's actually a massive haunted house in a warehouse in Philly somewhere. And honestly, those sets, I, I just, I watch it 
and I'm I just fall in love because they're they're fan- fantastic sets. You got awesome animatronics in there, um, and it's all got a very old school feel. Uh, you know, like we tried doing it Dark Knight, you know, that kind of classic, you get, you get your basic themes in there and they're well done. You get some really good church sections and the graveyard and this and that. And, you know, it, it kind of reminded me, okay, yeah, this is the magic. And, uh, I feel like that was an intentional choice by, uh, Damian Leon. Yeah. I, it was, it was funny when you told me that pick, I didn't even realize because, and I'm not going to get into it here because that's a story for another day. I'm not a big Terrifier fan. I've seen both movies once, one time each. And mm-hmm. I actually watched the second one in the last, I'd say, four months or so, five months. And I completely forgot that the final act of the film takes place in a haunted attraction. Manny in our group chat when we were setting up this episode <laughs> I goes, said, what, did you fall asleep? Did you fall the asleep? second the half of the movie. <laughs> is, the yeah. last act is in a haunted house. And I was like, really? I didn't even. It's about, like, it went it's about 40 right minutes of the movie. First off, you get like 10 minutes in Abracadabra alone. Which, that I remembered. Yes. That yes. I remembered. Yeah. You know, it's like 10 minutes in Abracadabra alone. And then the, and then the little brother gets kidnapped and we have like 15 minutes on our way to the carnival. <laughs> and then the friends get killed outside the carnival. And then we spend the whole rest of the movie in the carnival. So I said, what did you fall asleep? How did you miss that shit? We're Dude, in no, the haunted carnival thing. for like an hour. <laughs> There is one thing that Manny remembers from that movie. Fucking Mr. Chamber of Farts over here only remembers in the first five minutes when that girl takes the fucking shit everywhere, and then he just tapped out after that. <laughs> Duh, dude, all I remember, I, I wish I remembered that. I don't even remember that. All I remember is him killing the dude in Abracadabra, and mm-hmm. the only reason I remember that is because being from New York, obviously, we all know Abracadabra is a Halloween stuck at Stored by Costumes, Stored by Costumes, props, and, st- and things like that. So, of course... That I was like, oh shit, that's Abracadabra. Do you remember um, the haunted house? I it complete. I completely forgot. I don't even remember how the movie ends. So, this dude, you need to watch it again. There's I'm a sorry. Clown. I'm surprised that you didn't love Terrifier two because number one, the whole movie takes place on Halloween. The gore and effects yes. are like absolutely amazing. I think it's really really funny movie, and Sienna is one of the best final girl. Like, her journey from beginning to end is one of the best that I've ever seen. It is it is iconic. She became an iconic final girl. Like, it's amazing. I absolutely love her. I think she's a great actor. She carried the whole movie amazing. I'm shocked you love this movie, you know. And I hate the other stuff. I know. All the I'm other art the class stuff is terrible. Me and Eric saw this in the theater, and I laughed for the entire two and a half hours. It was so funny. It was so good. It was number yeah. one. It was way too long. I don't think That's it was fine. <laughs> it was not, very long. I'm, Look, I'm, coming from yeah. somebody who made a two-hour and five-minute uh, slasher, slasher film slasher that yes. you wrote, sir. Yes, I know, <laughs> sir. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, I, I you will, wrote I will, the movie. <laughs> I will. I will not. I will not say that our movie is any better either. Oh no, so, ours is a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. So listen, I, I don't want to get into it because I think that would be a fun thing for you and I, Manny, to one day maybe cover them because mm. I am not a big fan of either either film. I'll say this, and it go, and this has nothing to do with the end of the film taking place in the haunted attraction because I don't remember anything. But I do think it's cool that they used an actual haunted attraction to shoot in. That's fucking awesome. I will say that because I didn't know that, Aiden, so I'm glad you hit me with yeah. that knowledge. That's pretty cool, and I, and I give them a lot of credit for supporting a haunt. I'm sure they made some money too as well 
for for you know the, they paid them I'm sure to shoot there. But I'll say this: I hope this so. is yeah, I, I hope so too. This is my kind of the reason why I'm not crazy about it. And, and it might sound dumb. I, I don't know. I don't like the way the movies look. I know they're digital shot digital. Like, yeah, yes, yeah. they. There is no texture. There is no kind of. It, it lacks something in the look of the films. Be very honest. And this is coming yep. from a low-budget indie filmmaker who does not have money to make my stuff look like these giant fucking, you know, autumn fantasy worlds, you know. But there is something lacking in the Halloween vibe kind of ambiance for me in the movies. Number two, I do not get the Art the Clown infatuation. I do not understand it. I don't get it either. I don't get it. I don't think he is cool looking. I don't think the performance is anything to cry home about. I think the gore is cool. Um, as far as the lead, the female lead, I didn't even remember her name. <laughs> so obviously her 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 character arc didn't resonate with me. I just didn't like I literally watched the movie and I was just like I wanted it to be over. I was just like this did not I honestly even the gore. All you guys, all my friends hyped it up that the gore was is great and amazing and a lot of fun. I wanted more of it. I didn't I didn't think it was as gore. I think it was I was getting hyped up so much that I was expecting like a bloodbath and it eh. Eh, I feel like if they chopped the movie down, you would end up with a bloodbath. Uh, and honestly, sorry, Manny, but I agree with Willie here. As someone who liked Terrifier 2 a lot, uh, I definitely feel like it could have been shorter. And I uh, kudos to them for the soundtrack pick, by the way. The, the oh. fucking soundtrack's amazing. The soundtrack is amazing. It has a gunship. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, it's gunship. 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 Right gunship. Don't get me started on gunship. <laughs> Don't get me started on gunship. But I feel like the, the movie, as someone who likes it, would have been eons better, even with like a cheap After Effects uh, VHS filter on it. I feel like that would have sold it Something. even I hate, more. I hate that stuff. Yes. See, that stuff I hate. I hate that that post-filter shit That because then it just it looks cheap because everybody... All the indie films use it. A I lot of them hate that so use much. Grain if you're and gonna, stuff, yeah. yeah, if you're gonna do it, then just shoot it on that camera and make it look right in the first place. Again, I, there's something hollow about it. I I don't know. In my opinion, you know, a slasher film like X came out, and I don't think Manny has seen X yet. And yeah. there's people that fucking hate X. I thought X was the, a superior slasher film. In my opinion. It was a it was a Texas Chainsaw kind of ripoff. I mean, in a it's way. a better movie. It's a better movie. It looks better to me. It, it's you know, yeah. and again, apples to oranges in a way. I'm sure yes. that movie yeah. had a bigger budget and stuff like that. I believe that was shot on digital too, and just looks better. So. I mean, Ty West is a better filmmaker. I mean, there's no, I no nothing I against <laughs> nothing. No, no, nothing against Damien Leone. He's an effects artist, though. He's yeah. Ty West can't touch his effects, dude. Those, dude, you know th- what I mean? Those terrifying Damien, movies are so bright. They are so they, fucking. You know, but bright. that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like, he's an effects artist. Yeah. If you handed Ty West, you know, a gallon of latex, he's not going to be able to do what Damien Leone oh, does course, with it. Of course, that's what I'm trying course. to say. He directed yeah. the films out of necessity. You know, yeah. because it's cheaper, and it was a it was he he had to do in order to get the movies made. But Look he's him. an effects artist, you know, through and through. Ty West is a director, you know. No, of course, he, yeah. he's not gonna make up this, but he can try, and it's not gonna be as. I just think Terrifier Two was fun. I'll say this: I'll say that I respect what 
I, I think it's awesome that this indie film mm-hmm. used crowdfunding and all that shit, and, and they were able to get into theaters. Art the Clown has developed a, a cult following yep. and all that. I think that's fucking awesome. They created an, an icon as, as far as slashers go. We haven't had a new kind of slasher, iconic slasher killer in years, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't consider the new Pennywise because that's a story that's been done before. It's not really new, new. This is from mm-hmm. scratch a new killer. Yeah. And I, and I love that. I love that they were able to create this world. And he's going to make a third one. Yep. I don't they give a, a shit, but I know a, a lot of people do. They got a $2 million <laughs> budget for it. There you go. Oh uh, that'll God. be probably the yep. best looking they, film. It's a that'll $2 be the million best. budget. The fir- the, I think this one was done for like 150 tops. Yeah. I think was, that's like everything. The last, yeah. The last I heard about it was 250K and then okay. it ended up, what, 16 million on top of that 250K? So talk about a fucking return, you know? Yeah. Between yeah, that listen. and Skinnamarink, I got so excited about filmmaking, mm-hmm. indie filmmaking towards the beginning of this year because skin and rank, uh, what that was like $15,000 ended up grossing yeah. a couple million, you know? So yeah, man, listen, dude, it's, was it's ju- a, it's the a podcast hustle. I was on was the guy who bought skin and rank, who sold that to, uh, um, Oh, uh, who's the company that released it? I forget. Uh, uh shutter and all them. Yeah. Mm. The guy whose show I was on, he's the guy who initially made the deal for skin and rank. <laughs> Listen, man, it's cool as a filmmaker to see other indie filmmakers get their shit mm-hmm. out there. That's always awesome. Shutter, you know, getting a limited theatrical release, all that shut, all that shit. It's awesome, dude. I respect yep. it, and and I will always support it and watch the film. I rented I, fucking Terrifier too. I paid money I had to watch very it. Very low home. expectations for Terrifier yeah, too, so. but the fact that it was a, it was exactly that. It was a full on one hundred percent indie budget film yeah. that made it into theaters i said i don't care if this is the worst movie i've ever seen i need to go to the theater and i need to support this mm-hmm. period i went to for see sure. the mean one for the same reason i don't care if it's terrible it doesn't matter the fact that this is in the theater needs to be supported and it needs my ticket money i period. agree I, I, I agree with that. I don't, I don't deny that. I yeah. feel like you have to support indie film any yes. way you can as yeah. an indie filmmaker, especially. So, but yeah, Aiden, that was a good pick. I do like the, the, the association where, you know, in the guy that it was, that the scenes were shot in. I don't remember them, but I will uh, revisit <laughs> Terrifier too you know, soon. So I can refresh my memory. <laughs> you know, something else you don't remember. You do remember what? a little, you remember Liberty massacre that we used to go to. Yeah. The fun in Philly. Yeah. Lauren Lepre, who runs that. Yeah. He's the DJ in the in the club scene in Terrifier <laughs> 2. Didn't even notice. He plays the DJ. He's on for he's in like he's in like two seconds. <laughs> he's Amazing. just the he's the DJ in the nightclub scene. That's, <laughs> That's fucking what hilarious. you don't remember either. <laughs> don't remember. <laughs> What's going on? It broke my tunes. What? Some batter. I don't know what the fuck it was. Bobby, let's go, please. Okay, baby, we're going. Hey, man, bring my tunes. God damn it. Uh, okay, so this one goes, uh, again, it's on it's on nostalgia, but I think it's more in um, what Aiden was saying earlier, how um, the Ed Wood ride is kind of what sparked this for him. It was, you know, it meant a lot to him, just that type of thing. Ghoulies 2. Satan's Den in Ghoulies 2. I've been watching <laughs> Ghoulies 2 since I was a kid. And that ride, that was, it's not even a ride. It's a walkthrough. It's an actual like haunt. Yes, it's an actual, it's an actual haunt. Um, 
And when I was a kid, that's what I thought they were all going to be like. And this looked so cool. You know, <laughs> the what's what's in the movie itself. It's it's a failing ride. It's a yeah. failing attraction. So when a couple people go in, they pretty much have the place to themselves. You know, there's there's nobody of, in yeah, there. Yeah, the, the group of it. There's a group of teenagers with their. There's a group of like heavy metal teenagers with their with the, with their tunes. He's got his um. Uh, the guy's got his radio and the guy with the two girlfriends and they go in and they party. And then there's the two little boys who go in as well. And they never cross paths yeah. <laughs> in the haunted house. They never actually cross. They go in more or less back to back. You would think this is like a fucking mansion that they're yeah, in. Which I'm going to get to that too. Yeah. But um, yeah, they never actually cross paths because the place is just empty. So yeah. they can all just wander around. Um, I love... I love the rooms that they have, and I think that I think that the rooms that they have um, are almost like they're kind of the blueprint for most haunts out there. You know, there's the Pharaoh's chamber. I had to write it down to remember. There's the Gothic uh, Dracula room. You know, um, we have Frankenstein's the Frankenstein. You know, the electric room basically, and then there's the torture chamber, and I feel like. 80 to 90% of the haunts out there have at least one of these rooms because it's just a staple. Like these are things that no matter what, it's always going to work. People are always going to enjoy it. You do something different every year with it. You try to innovate it somehow, but those are basics, you know, like you have like a corn maze is a, is basic. People enjoy it. You don't have to do anything. Just getting lost in a corn maze. People have fun. You know, you don't have to have actors. You don't have to. And I've been to corn mazes where there's actors who scare you and jump. But you don't have to do any of that. You just let somebody wander for two hours and they have the time of their lives. And <laughs> get lost. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like the, the rooms that are in Satan's Den are those. They are the staples. And no matter what, people are going to enjoy it. Um, but what's funny about this is the fact that it they're, they're a carnival. Uh, this is a carnival, so they're just a bunch of trucks on the road that set up shops somewhere and then open up, which means Satan's Den is a literal tractor trailer. Yeah. <laughs> which means it's bigger on the inside. Because <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's at least four rooms I just named. <laughs> yeah. A tractor trailer is about 12 to, 12 to 15 feet wide, yeah. 65 to eight, 78 <laughs> feet long. And about inside about 11 feet high. How is it possible <laughs> that you can have even two people not run into each other? <laughs> two people like, and like, ghoulies hiding you know? in corners. The ghoulies are in there too. Seriously. So. Like they would have had to take like four or five trailers and put them next to each other with doors that interlock and put the, and line them up in order for this house to exist. Yeah. Yeah. Not to mention that while the two kids are in there and the four and the and the four five teenagers are in the other room, fucking this guy's over here doing black magic in another room, <laughs> <laughs> and they don't cross paths. Oh god, that's amazing! Physically, could not exist. That's fucking amazing. I didn't even Satan's Den cannot exist. It's a tractor trailer. <laughs> Mo movie magic. Oh man, at you its know, best. as a uh, as a fun factoid, um. It, as you were mentioning, you know, if, if the concept of building haunts and tractor trailers, which is still done in some places mm -hmm. uh, for mobile shows, yep. but 
uh, and having interlocking doors and things like that. That's actually the reason that the haunted attraction industry as a whole at large must, uh, you know, follow these really strict uh, safety and fire codes is because in 1984, are you guys familiar with the, the Six Flags fire? Well, yeah, I am. I'm familiar with it in the, in the 70s, not, right? Yeah. Tell me the yeah. story. I, I am not. <laughs> um, so haunted attractions uh, used to be completely unregulated. Hey, let's take a bunch of tractor okay. trailers, have no emergency exits that are clearly marked, and put a bunch of flammable stuff uh, in it. And uh, hey, you know, there's no light. So, of course, kids going through in the 70s are all going to have lighters on them. Okay, let's use lighters for light. Oh, you have actual locking doors here and no visible emergency, uh, emergency exits. Totally nothing can go wrong, you know, and of course uh, it, it did. Uh, I think it was in the summer of 84. Uh, there were, I believe, eight deaths in the mm-hmm. Six Flags uh, Great Adventure Haunted House. And bunch of that kids, was right? yeah. yeah, bunch of kids. And yeah. that is the reason why, uh, you know, the, the regulations were set in place for our industry. And that's why, you know, any haunted attraction you're going to go to now you know sensors and smoke beams and you know fire suppression systems everything's doused in fire retardant spray uh there's there's so many things that we must do to be able to open and uh it's it's all because of that it's funny funny story quick Six real quick an action park changed both everything. both of my parents went through that <laughs> haunt that, both of my parents <laughs> have gone through that haunted attraction like they remember going through it at six flags back in the day and they've told me so many stories about it. People would like go in and not come out, like purposely <laughs> stay in there and try to scare other people and shit like that. So yep. they t- I, my mother's told me like it was pretty dangerous, like just the experience of going through it, it was dark, like not dark in the way where you're having a good time, dark in the way of like just you're, crash- you're just crashing into like splinter <laughs> filled, like splinter filled <laughs> walls and just like scraping the shit out of your face and stuff like that. So. Yeah, man. That's yeah. A, that's and that's a actually what did story. it. Yeah. Yeah. The first thing that went up, uh, I believe this is still their theory, is a mattress that was mounted to a wall because if that mattress wasn't there, people would have ran straight yeah. into plywood. It's a really sad yeah. story. There's actually, I, I believe. Very much so. Yeah. If you go to Great Adventure or Six Flags, whatever the hell, I think it's still called Great Adventure. There's actually a memorial somewhere. There's a plaque, I think, or something in the park. Um, I believe I, I remember the, the one hearing. in Jersey too. Yeah, the, no, this that happened one? in the one in Jersey. The one here. Wow. Yeah, it was a bunch of people from They're New York went over there and died. So it's kind of fucking. Sad. So it's, it's really Jersey sad. getting back at us for dumping all our garbage on there. Dude, That's... there is. Oh God, there's a there is a uh, someone put together a, a great kind of documentary on YouTube. I'd highly recommend checking out. It's on YouTube. It's about 30, 40 minutes long. They put together this whole thing. Um, and it's a great watch. It's really sad, like being like a, a haunt enthusiast and you being a haunt, you know, creator. You create them. Uh, I'd recommend watching it if you haven't. It's it's uh, it's both interesting and depressing, and it's cool to kind of see what it looked like and images from inside and things. Uh, but yeah, it is a really sad story. So, re- big big bummer. Uh, Satan's Den definitely looked like it. So yeah. <laughs> to well, go Satan, back to that. So well, yeah, Satan's. Well, Satan's. That's the thing about Satan's Den. It doesn't look cheap. I mean, it nah. looks a little cheap. It it's looks movie, cheesy. So, yeah. yeah, it looks cheesy, but it doesn't look like it's built in a tractor trailer. Like the ceilings are super high. The rooms <laughs> are really big. Like it it's no clearly. <laughs> yeah, it's clearly a fully built set. Yeah. You know, and like, there's no way this is in the trailer. Like it's it. They walk in. In fact, when you if you look at it. 
when they get in the line, they walk up the stairs, they get, and then there's the two doors there. There's the entry and the exit door. You know, when they step in, that's pretty much the tractor trailer. In yes. reality, this is the trailer, and that's it. You're now in the haunted house. <laughs> but no, in this, that's just the hallway to get you into the house. So it's like, where does this lead? <laughs> where does where, this go? <laughs> where could this possibly be leading? Like, I mean, uh, you literally have to put the trailers like side by side and tear off like the walls in yeah. order for to to make this room physically exist to be built out of tractor trailers. Like, you, it it couldn't possibly happen. Yeah. You know? So it's it's very much the shining where this land does the, this footprint doesn't doesn't make sense, you know? <laughs> I do I've always loved the ghoulies pretending to be it. like uh yes. pretending to be monsters inside mm-hmm. of a haunt. It's so good. It's such a great movie. That's a it is. Ghoulie, Ghoulies 2 better than Ghoulies 1. Ghoulies uh-huh. 2 is better than all f- all the other 3s. What are you trying the, to tell the, me it's not it's not better than Ghoulies 4 back to school it's the or whatever? It is the part 3 is back Ghoulies go to college. <laughs> oh, is it 3? Uh, I forget part three. which one. Part three 4 is an, another entirely different, yeah. No, Ghoulies part 2 is 3 back to school or back yep. to college or Ghoulies, Ghoulies, Ghoulies go, go to, to college. college. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Love me some Ghoulies. At <laughs> least they didn't make it to space, right? I don't, I don't think, think they, they did. Ever did. No, Unfor- no, they unfortunately, let, they should have. They let Leprechaun that. that <laughs> yes, they should have. Oh, they should have gone to space. They sent their buddy Leprechaun out there. My boy, my boy Warwick, Leprechaun. Warwick Davis instead of Funda Caro. Funda How do you say his name? I Phil Funda Caro. I forget. Yeah, Warwick <laughs> did, went to space. Funda Caro stayed here. <laughs> My boy, the leprechaun, went to space and then went to the hood. Don't forget. Back to the hood. <laughs> back, back, yeah, to the back to the hood. Back to the hood twice. So he went to the hood. Yeah. The hood. The, it, he was so prolific in the hood that he had to go back to it. He had to go back to the hood. <laughs> so. This is it, kid. End of the line. A day to we dembella. Lover, mercier de bois so the final pick we'll be discussing here <laughs> and my final pick is the I'm calling it because it doesn't have a name. I don't think you ever see the name of the haunt. So I'm just calling it the final act haunt. In the 1991 film, Child's Play 3, this is the Child's Play where Chucky goes to the army mm-hmm. and wants to possess a little boy because Andy Barkley is now a teenager and he just doesn't want anything to do with him. There's more to the plot. I'm not going to get into it because I'm not going to be reviewing the movie right now. But I will say that the final act haunt is a sight to be seen. I've always loved the way this, because it's kind of like a, a dark ride coaster hybrid. Mm-hmm. It, it's a combination of the of both of these things. And it's also, for some reason, one of the most dangerous haunted attractions ever. Everything in there can kill you. <laughs> Everything can kill you. Or it will chop off a limb. You'll fall through it. Like, you do not want to walk through this haunt. And I, and I will be getting... Why that is in in a second, but to just describe it, there's a a ton of atmosphere in this haunt, fog, cobwebs, lighting effects, a cemetery with headstones, Uh, the carts themselves for some fucking strange reason 
look like these evil demonic fish. I did not understand. I don't understand why that is. They chose. They look like big evil fish. No clue why. Very odd deci- decision on the uh, production designer there. <laughs> um, there's also this really cool, and I could never quite figure it out. There's this zombie guy that comes out of a, 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 a what are those things called? It's not. It's like a plot that you someone's buried in. I forget what they're called, but it comes out of it, and it looks like. Not a grave. It's like one of the ones that are above ground. I forget what they're called. A mausoleum? What, a mausoleum? Mausoleum, I believe, yes. So the zombie pops up out of it, and it Mm -hmm. almost looks like an actor pretending to be a a zombie, this animatronic zombie. I could never really quite figure it out because at one point... It might might be be just because that's the shot they needed, so it was easier to just have someone wear a costume and do it. Yeah, Rather like than the, build the animatronic for one shot, you know. And at one point, the little boy, his name's Tyler, the character, jumps on this zombie and it, it pulls him into the mm-hmm. mausoleum deal, and it looks like a guy, even it's, though the dude is trying to mimic like a robotic yeah. move. You know, it's possible they did it just for the <laughs> just for the sake of the little boy jumping on him. It's easier for sure. for, a, for an actor to do it than to build something sure. that's going to hold the weight of a seventy pound child. Jumping on it, you know? No, and and visually, that zombie zombie Mm. looks great. The visual of it just looks fucking awesome. Everything in this haunt looks fucking awesome. Oh, the scythe that swipes it. Oh, my God. I was about to to get into that one. I love that shot. So there's also this basically a room that's hell. That's Mm -hmm. what this is. And it's complete. It's all red with demon faces painted on it. And there's a wall... Not even a wall. Literally a mountain of skulls in the center yep. of it. And a, I'd say, 20-foot Grim Reaper with a scythe that swings, similar to the kind of the Ed Wood gimmick. It swings towards the cart when it's approaching. Yep. Now, this goes back to what I said earlier, that this is probably the most dangerous haunt. Because that same scythe cuts off half of Chucky's face. And the face and screams w- as it flies. Yes. <laughs> it's not, it's stuck to the <laughs> side. Oh, it screams. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, there's also these hanging demons that Tyler jumps onto mm-hmm. the back of one at one point yeah. and it, it lifts him up. But the the real kind of hazard that this haunt has is a giant fan for some reason. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that's, a that giant... fu- it's just there. <laughs> it's ju- it is just there. Talk about not practical at all. It's just a, a big fan. A giant metal, evil-looking fan. Exhaust fan. It's like this huge exhaust yeah, fan. It's, suppo- it's supposed to be an exhaust fan, but instead yeah. of just having maybe like four little ones. No, it's, it's, like, a- <laughs> it's like one eight-foot wide. Yes, with no guard railing on top no. of it protecting anyone. <laughs> and... Literally, Andy Barkley almost f- tumbles into it. And this fan is what kills Chucky in this mm-hmm. film. Obviously, Chucky comes back. And it's the bottomless future. pit in Star yes. Wars. It's like <laughs> They're at the top of this skull mountain. And Chucky's doing his whole voodoo ritual. Ade, due, dembala, all that stuff, trying to possess the little boy. And Andy's walking up it. And literally, there's a scuffle. And Chucky is tossed into this. And visually, it is fucking terrifying looking. 
And I'm like, why would this be in a haunted attraction? There is no point in a metal, a real metal scythe. The fan, that can, <laughs> well, yes, the real metal scythe is what. But no, the fan is supposed to be blowing like the flame. You know, like when you put you put a fan down and you just like what you have behind you, exactly yeah, yeah. that. It's supposed to be that. It's where supposed it's, to yeah, mimic it's making, flames. It's yeah. mimicking flames, but it's eight feet wide. Like. It will di- it will disintegrate it's, anything it's, that goes near it. The problem so, with it is they said go big or go home. They had some room left over in the budget. They said fuck it, eight foot fan. <laughs> the, the problem I see there is the fact that they have this like twenty foot high mountain of skulls. So, yes, it's great. Which would be like the like you as a haunter, that'd be the bane of your existence. You would spend two months just making skulls so that you can yeah. glue them together. You know? They spent all that like th- think of that this and imagine this is a real place. Okay? You you're you're the haunter building this. You spend two months making skulls and stacking them and gluing <laughs> them and painting them and putting them all together. It's like and now we want a fan with flames. Just, just, that's where you, you give up. Like, that's it. Just put a fan and put some flames and that's it. No nuance, no effort. I'm done. This, I'm tired of this specific piece. I'm done here. I want to leave the room. So you just get the biggest goddamn fan you can, attach some, some red fabric and say, I'm done. And you walk away. That's and that's it. essentially what Honestly, happened. I've been there. <laughs> that's Public essentially safety. what I've been It happens yep. all Fuck. the time in the industry. <laughs> Like I'm done. I'm I, don't, I cannot lie, look at this room anymore. <laughs> but besides all the dangerous, we got this giant shit. industrial fan. Make it work. Yes, just make, just fuck it. Just in, install the bitch. Yes. Keep it moving. You know? <laughs> but yeah, besides I all got the, the hazards on Craigslist, we're using it. That's fucking. It's here. Yes. It's here. But besides yeah. all the hazardous shit inside of this fucking haunted attraction, dude, yes. everything about it's fucking awesome visually. Mm-hmm. Everything, and I love that it's like a dark ride that turns into a roller coaster. Yeah, very immersive for something that's supposed to be at a carnival. You never get a wide shot similar to Satan's Den. You never get a wide shot of what this looks like from the outside. Because it's seventeen sets shot Dude, in three different sound stages. This <laughs> would have to be a universal level yes, lot yes. that you would need yeah. to build this thing. And it's fucking, it's glorious, dude. And, I, and I've always been a sucker for Child's Play 3. I've always kind of, I think it's the first one I saw as a kid. I've always loved the third one. And I've always loved this entire finale. And like Chucky's on the top of the, it's like perfect for Chucky. He's got the boy on the top of the mountain. He's mm-hmm. doing his old voodoo shtick and lightning, real lightning, somehow enters the haunt and is striking this skull mountain. It's just, it's, it turns into fucking Castle Skull. I'm yeah. expecting fucking Skeletor to pop out of nowhere, like behind Chucky. It's, yeah. It's fucking, it's awesome, dude. It is. I love it. I, it's Mordor. Like, yeah, Chucky's Mordor. Mordor. Basically, <laughs> that's what this is. And, like, it's probably the best part of the whole movie is the last, like, ten it minutes. Is. Just all of these scenes. And That that the, and the paintball. Yes. Oh, that's a great scene. The, dude, I love that. Oh. I don't care what anyone says. Chucky 3 is fucking Play underrated. 3 is great. Yeah, Chucky 3, Child's Play 3 is what I meant. Child's yeah. Play 3 is great. It's the fucking, it's one of my favorites. I love the original. I love the first three. I think they're the all awesome. The first three awesome. are, I yeah. think they're all great, yeah. Um, and the them. newer sequels, and the TV show is fucking a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I, I, Chucky has made a resurgence, and I think he's always had good films. See, the Chucky's probably the weakest, yeah. but he's always had great movies. Yeah. I didn't like I didn't like the Tiffany 
when Tiffany joined, eh, I wasn't crazy about the Cheetah of Chucky, Bride of Chucky. I wasn't crazy. They are what they were. But yeah. no, the original three are great. And I do like the new, um, the new Cult of Chucky. And I like those. Those are cool. All right, so to close out the show, let's each pick someone else's pick that we liked. I know that's a lot of picking, I'm saying right there. And Aiden, we'll start with you. Out of each of us, who, whose pick are you going with fictional haunted attraction? Mm-hmm. It's a tough choice because you guys had some solid ones, both of you. <laughs> um, honestly, though, you know what? Just kind of going on the whole Dark Knight thing, I have to say it's got to be the chamber of farts because that <laughs> wow. is that that same that same reason is why we do dark night because it's 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 uh, dark night is always and always will be both a, a love letter to and a satire of you know the, the the haunted houses of old the stereotypes what makes them great and what makes them horrible all at once and why we love them and that's pretty much what i think they were going for with uh you know chamber of farts <laughs> I did not it, think that would, I did not think that would get chosen. So there you go. <laughs> Chambers of Farts has has an I've made another you're a fan. You're a fan as well. I've 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 latched you on to a uh the, the fandom that is the, the Chamber of Farts. Think the it's fart only, fandom. I'm the only person in the world that loves the Chamber of Farts, probably. I yeah, never I, I never so. <laughs> I never ever hear it referenced anywhere. Manny For good reason. For good reason. There you go. <laughs> Listen, I could see a lot of people being like, Louie, you're fucking dumb for liking that. I like dumb shit sometimes. Sometimes you need poo-poo humor. Makes me laugh, so so I, I gotta I shoot you over the spookies, uh, the spookies logo from last year because oh, you're gonna, you're out. just gonna love it. Like, oh, it's totally sure. up your alley. Listen, I love a good fart joke. I can't, I, I can't help it. So clearly, <laughs> Manny, uh, what are, what are you going with? Uh, uh <laughs> I, I mean, probably Child's Play three. Like, I absolutely love that. that I was gonna say like Terrifier two just to fuck with yeah. you. Okay, just to, just because you know, because I mean, it's but it's but you know. This is really cool. But now Child's Play 3 is it's one of my it's honestly when you said you were going to cover Child's Play 3, I completely forgot about that until you said it. Then I suddenly had I'm reading the mess Child's Play 3. It's like, oh, my God. And I remembered the scythe and I remembered mm-hmm. the, the skulls and all that. And and the pointless roller coaster. <laughs> That's just <Yeah>. there <laughs> for no coaster. reason. They built you know? it. for. They could have made that a walkthrough, but they chose to make it a roller coaster. So. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yep. That is the most Manny pick of the uh, of the bunch. It, like visually, it's it's it screams you. So I I, I get it. Um, I'm gonna go with Ghoulies too. Satan's Den. That's a classic. I, I, that was gonna be one of my picks originally, mm-hmm. and I ended up just telling Manny he can grab it because I was like, yeah, it's that's. I think when you think of like fictional haunts as a horror fan, that's one of the first ones that comes to mind for everyone. It's mm-hmm. the most iconic mm-hmm. aspect of the movie when you think about it. It's like yeah. these little creatures pretending to be monsters in a haunt. So wow. it's it's perfect. It works so well together. It's really funny. My whole, my my picks changed completely over the last like three yes. days just because of that. Because uh, I was going to do Ruin Me and I was probably going to do Scary Movie. But again, they were just both so long. And then I because I thought you were doing Ghoulies too. Mm. And he was like, okay, great. I'll do Ghoulies too and Ruin Me. And then I saw Rob Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> can't get Rob Zombie away from Manny. Uh, I, I I will say, scream is it scream? 
if you like it, the Wasp song from Ghoulies oh, 2. Scream Ghoulies until 2. you like it. Yeah, it's a yeah, great scream song. Scream until you like it. That shit's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. wanna, we didn't mention it at all. Wanted to mention yeah. it here. That's a that's a great Dude, track. Your <laughs> tunes. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. I actually put that song in every single haunt I've ever done, whether it's outside, whether it's inside. I sneak that song into it. That and uh, like all the 80s tie-in songs yeah, like yeah, yeah. alice cooper's man behind the mask That's pseudo echo uh, his eyes from yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah phenomenal great great, great stuff ah! one of buzzfeed's top 20 haunts nationwide dark night halloween world featuring the retro haunted halloween trail and the 3d psycho asylum 10 out of 10 very of 10. scary i recommend it Get your tickets at DarkNightLI.com. Dark Knight Halloween World. So much fun. It's scary. <laughs> so those are some haunted attractions from TV series and film. Aiden, thank you so much for joining us. Where can people find you and Dark Knight Halloween World? Uh, so people, people can find me at Dark Knight Halloween World if they don't kill me first. And people can find Dark Knight Halloween World in Farmingville, Long Island, New York, opening October 13th this year, uh, all the way through Halloween. We are at darknightli.com. Uh, go to our website, buy tickets, follow us on all socials. We have all sorts of cool stuff we're posting constantly. Check it out. And be sure to subscribe. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at Haunted Hangover. Head over to hauntedhangover.com for links to Patreon, the video version of this episode, the audio-only version of this episode, and a ton of other cool stuff. And be sure to rate and review us on whatever podcatching app you are listening to us on that tells the algorithm that you like us, even if you don't. And as always, remember, the best cure for a hangover is... More booze. Catch you guys later.